guess what, Bob? What? We are recording right now. <laughs> oh my god, I have this, stage fright. Uh, well, you should. <laughs> uh, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, so this is uh, this is the comics that we get today. There's so many comics this, as this usual. Is, uh, I don't know about as usual. This feels like uh, this feels like an extra insane week. But maybe I'm maybe I'm just. I mean, there's Always definitely some extra insane comic books this week. <laughs> Chad would definitely say that it was an extra insane week because he was like, it took me like an extra hour to get all the shit listed. So, wow. Um, yeah. So I think probably it is. Uh, there's a lot more. Um, yeah. And there's so much. Oh, my God. There's at least one book that is so fucking good that I can't even get over it. But uh, we'll get to it. I can't wait to find out Actually, which one. Actually, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, uh, but speaking of books, we'll just start. Um, the first thing that we got here is that they finally reprinted the long out of print absolute swamp thing, uh, hardcover, the hundred dollar slip cased, beautiful edition. Oh my God. Uh, just the, that's how you want to read it. Nice. Um, so like the Alan Moore swamp. Thing. Yes. The Alan Moore swamp Stuff. thing. Yep. Wicked. That's the one. Um, so that's great. Get that. Uh, but Amazing Spider-Man number 66 is out this week, and I liked it, Ooh, which is, I don't know if anyone has been paying attention to these podcasts and how I feel about the most recent run of Spider-Man. This is a change of opinion, and it makes I've me... I've been paying attention. It makes me interested in what might be going on next, and also, by the way, may, it's not just because I was right about what's going on in it either. <laughs> It's not just because I knew exactly where they were going, and I said, you know, if this doesn't go this way, I'm going to be pissed, and then it went this way, so uh, I'm happy about it. Shit. But uh, Now I wish I had checked it out. It's good stuff, and uh, it fixes Kindred for me, so that's that's all I'll say. Hmm. Um, I will also say that this is definitely the week of crazy outlaw awesome comics. (laughs) Yeah, it is. We have so many, like indie punk rock fucking awesome books this week i'm so happy uh and the first of which is the throwback like you know stoned kid in the back of your classroom (laughs) classic apocalypse 5000 by ken langraf man yeah holy shit if you were looking for a hesh as fuck comic this is it this is the heshest comic you're gonna get it's like it, you know, it's just, it's that, like, cyberpunk stabbing each other and shooting each other in the face kind of, like, future nonsense that I love. Um, yeah, it's great. It's, like, Mad Maxy kind of, like, <laughs> punk Rocky kind of, like, I don't know. It just, it feels like Motorhead is playing the whole time you read it. Yeah, totally. I, uh, I, I like picked it up looked at it haven't read it yet but uh like immediately was like okay i'm buying this yeah yeah i couldn't make it through because it was too it was too dense dense there's there's way too much it would have been the only book i'd read but uh it is a it is a bargain at seven bucks it is a full graphic novels worth of stuff in a fold over comic and a normal floppy yeah and not the only one of those this week and not the only one of those this week at all there's actually two more coming up uh and they're both also amazing um Avengers Epic Collection trade paperback. A traitor stalks among us. I don't know who this. Who is this? Is, who uh, is ro- this, this traitor? Is, it, the tra- I mean, I could tell you, but I don't want to spoil it. Don't spoil it. it. Uh, but it is it's the from classic. 1963. <laughs> it's the classic uh, Roy Thomas uh, swordsman. Oh Mantis yeah, that's right. Stuff. Looks like from the cover anyway. I just I just flipped. Actually, it. I really want to read that because I've I've always kind of wanted to to read that arc. Mm. 
There it is. I like it. These epic collections are quite popular amongst fans. I, yeah. I lear- oh, well, I've learned from Facebook. They're so good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the thing that always bummed me out when they kept releasing the old ones. I want them in color. It's part of what I love about comics is I love the, the splashy flashiness. I don't know. Hmm. It, it loses something when they do those big black and white editions. For me, at any rate. Um we got Batman Fortnite zero point number three, and if you're not buying this for the code, uh, you've probably stopped buying it because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, maybe you like it. Who knows? What do I know? Uh, Bequest number three is out. Ah, we got Bequest. Black Knight: Curse of the Ebony Blade number three of five. Mm. We've got Blade Runner Origins number four. We've got Captain America number twenty nine. Good. Um, yeah. Flip through it. Look cool. Uh, Catwoman number thirty-one. I am. I am. That's the. That's the first of the Rom V books this week. And oh, I am, really? Uh, yeah. He's been doing it for a while. It's kind of like. Why do I keep not checking it out then? Uh, it's actually a really good storyline. There's like someone that's like hunting down the the um, the classic Batman villains. There's Poison Ivy has like a big role in it. And uh, I also, after reading last week's. Uh, Festival of Heroes Asian Superhero Celebration, which I have uh, read enough times that I can recite that weird title from memory. <laughs> um, I am 100% like I'm a I, I, if, if there if there happen to be any I'm sorry if I'm too close to the microphone. Uh, if there happen to be any hardcore like 80s specifically uh, DC uh, like that know their continuity kind of things like Catwoman is is definitely like uh, there's a cool development that started there and it doesn't really continue in this issue of Catwoman but like I'm definitely like following Catwoman now nice it involves that character Cheshire Cat cool. I told you about it earlier cool as ice yeah. um I don't know how cool as it is but <laughs> I think it's cool so. uh chain to the grave number three of five is out mm-hmm. and champions number seven is out hmm. The Sumerian Iron Shadows in the Moon number two is out. That With is a really funny, uh, Fantastic Four uh, yeah. homage cover. There's a there's a couple of the, it's like four different covers for it. This is that. I'm uh, just looking at the one. On the I front. do love the Fantastic Four cover though. Um, yeah, this is that uh, that overly sexualized, murderized Conan. And not overly. It's basically just yeah, exactly to, as exactly <laughs> as it's supposed to be. Actually, I flipped through this and it looks really good because I didn't look at the first. It really issue. does, and it's not. So, so what I think is interesting is that I think when I heard it solicited, I expected that it was going to go down the uh, what's uh, what's the name of that company? Um, the, Dynamite. No, no, not that. One. <laughs> no, a different one. The one that does all of the uh, like crossed and all that oh, stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, I thought it was gonna go Avatar. Ba- Avatar. I thought it was gonna be like an Avatar book where they were just gonna like we yeah. gotta cram in X, Y, and Z. So there's got to be one moment that is the most graphic violence you've ever seen in your life. One that's the most graphic sexuality we can find, and then we just have those moments, and then we can just write whatever we want. Instead, it's like it it's all in service of the story, which I thought was great. Hmm. So yeah, it looks really. I mean, honestly, like I'm not a ride or die Conan no, fan oh or anything like that so it's not a book that I'm picking up but I did flip through it and I was like wow this is looks pretty good quality yeah also it has that weird Fantastic Four <laughs> homage cover <laughs> yes. to the weird to the childhood childhood's end cover yes with, 
um, the one where Franklin Richards is is comes back as an adult and they don't know it's Franklin Richards. Spoiler his, if you aren't, haven't read aren't that. Aren't his comic. eyeballs like shooting light in that cover? Yes. No. No. It's uh. It's it's the Invisible Woman is like crouching on the ground. She's like reaching out and it's like she's like the and it's like the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. story is that the Invisible Woman comes home from like a shopping trip or something and then like the entire Fantastic Four has been taken out by this weird bearded. Uh, dude who has too many too That's much power right. and then she eventually figures out that it's Franklin it's and that he's Franklin. artificially aged himself uh, and but is still Whoa. a jerk yeah, I don't know anyway classic issue it's uh, 245 I think what about Koja Karu the Skinner uh, you know number two of two I picked it up because I love that Mike Mignola stuff uh, but I have not read it um, it looks good though I'm shocked that this is a two issue series oh shit that blows my mind well I guess I won't be talking about it further in the future. No, probably not. Until the trade comes out. Exactly. Uh, so we have the trade paperback of Conan, Songs of the Dead, and Other Stories trade paperback. Mm-hmm. That is the that is all modern stuff. That is all from the new... The new Conan. The new Conan. New Conan. And uh, a very special thing we have this week is... Uh, <laughs> is the pre-order for Count Draco Knuckle Duster number one, Ooh. the Coast City Comics variant by Joe Schmalke. It's going to glow in the dark, and it's limited to 250. Is that what Schmalke posted on his yeah, Instagram? Yeah. yeah, that's the one. So wait, you have that in the store to buy? No, no, no. It's oh. a, it is a pre-order. pre-order. So we're, we're setting it up so you can get Ooh. them before they before they sell out. That cover looks great only, black and white. It's gorgeous. It's really good in color, and it's going to be even better when it glows in the fucking dark. Hell yeah, I'm on board for that. Yeah, so it is ungodly expensive, and I do apologize for that, but unfortunately that's how Scout sets the shit up. Aww. They Like... You know, IDW, when we did ours with them, they were like, here, it's the cost of a normal comic. And Scout is like, here, it's double the cost of what a retail for a comic is for you to get them. So we have to sell them for $30. So it is a collector's item and all that shit. But I mean, limited to, there's an original piece of art that isn't on anything else. And it's limited to 250 pieces, which makes it pretty crazy rare. And also, there's not a shit ton of variants for this one. Yeah. So... Also, you know, these guys just like signed with uh, like that whole deal, you know, like. Yes, I also signed on with them. So I know. (laughs) So I should. (laughs) So I'm also very. Stop schlepping your own product in your own store, man. So I'm going to sell out. Yeah. (laughs) So I have to I have to make sure that I support them and and all their endeavors because I'm now a company man. No, not at all. To the bitter fucking end. Yeah. No. (laughs) Scout is not really a is not really a company company. They are, they don't really give much of a shit about what you do. They want to put your comic out because they have people who want to look at it for media or whatever. The mm. fuck are they going to do with Rad Wraith? What is there going to be a fucking HBO Max series of Rad Wraith? I mean, based I on so. having HBO Max, sure. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah, I know. That's actually, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyway, we can dream. Exactly. I uh, fuck. I would watch it. <laughs> I would too. Um, okay. So here is the action figure. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I know. I'm, fu- I'm so fucking Subtle excited. Plug. Oh my god. Yeah. The fact that Killer Bootlegs followed me and was like excited about stuff, and I was like, oh shit, we're gonna get a fucking action figure out of this. Oh, oh my yeah, god, there's so gonna cool. be a fucking Red Wraith action figure. That's gonna be so cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, my fingers are still crossed on that one. There's no, we have no reason to believe that's actually going to happen, but I'm like, 
If it does, fucking a. I'm holding out for the uh, for the retro GI Joe size, like old school original GI Joe, like Barbie sized Rad Wraith action figure. You know, uh, yeah, Ben Aslan could sculpt that for me. That'd be amazing. Sick. It would cost me like thirty thousand dollars to have him model that thing for me. Walking around, change exactly. You know, <laughs> that'd be the uh, the profit from that first issue, of course. Um, yeah. So, Crime Destroyer. Oh, man. True Speaking till death issues. number one. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I love Shaky Kane so much. Yeah, me too. This is, this is I mean, I, I love Shaky Kane, but he tends to do stuff that is even too niche for people who would go for niche stuff, which is funny. Like, somebody who would pick up Red Room or one of those books might not actually pick up a shaky cane book. Yeah, I can actually attest to that. I backed a, a Kickstarter of uh, that he did the art for, and it was funded, but it was like barely squeaker. funded. It's like a squeaker. Meanwhile, like I backed uh, God Hates Astronauts, and they're oh currently at $10,000. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, he's a weirdo, but he's a great weirdo. He's and awesome. this is the first time that I've read one. Well, there were a couple. Bulletproof Coffin kind of kind of yeah, made sense. That was, but this... That was David Hine. His stuff it tends to be a yeah, little esoteric. But this feels like it's not accessible. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't want to say that it's like mainstream in even any no. possible sense of the word, but it reminds me more of that dirtbag underground stuff that's going on right now. Like it's it's in the same realm as like Copra and like all of the like the amazing like lowbrow dirtbag art that I fucking love mm. like humans and all of the stuff that uh, Keller's doing and all that awesome it's great yeah it high, looks great high recommendation on that one um, it's a buy on site for me yeah Dangropa number two goodbye despair trade paperback volume three if you are into the mangas. The Japanese animation comics, if you will. <laughs> if you, you mean Japanimation? Oh my god. I honestly I was so aghast the first time I saw that. When I first saw Japanimation, it was at a home vision video and I was like <laughs> I was like, does that say what I think it does? And I was like, oh wait, oh it's a portmanteau. It's not a racial slur. <laughs> yeah. Thank fucking God, Jesus. When I used to work at the other comic store that I used to work at, Casablanca, they there was a guy that came in and he would he would pick up every manga that we had on the stands and he would be like, oh I love that Jap animation. Oh Jesus, it's like, dude, you clearly don't. <laughs> <laughs> also leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so Daredevil number 30 is out. Looks great. I was like, I'm looking for a jumping on point, and then I realized that this was part two of a story. I was like, oh, I guess I missed my jumping on point last month. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not caught up to this arc at all. Yeah, I actually, trades. I have read through the last trade, I think, to, to like issue 21 or something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not even close to caught up. But God dang, yep. it's so good. It's good. Um, we have the Dark Knight's Death Metal War of the Multiverses trade paperback. Out. So many multiverses. It's so many. I don't even remember what's in this. Mm, I don't know. I just um, like pronouncing it multiverse. Multiverse. I like Fantastic Four Life Story number one. Oh, it looks good. I flipped through it uh, wow. literally as we were, uh, as you were talking about one of the previous comic books. I was flipping through it. What I will say about this is, number one, 
I do not want another origin story for the Fantastic Four ever. Sure. I do not give a shit. <laughs> they beat the commies to space. What else do you need to know? They did not in this one. Um, <laughs> and uh, this gave me something that I wanted to read anyway. It's Mark Russell. And it, he fixes things in, like, it, he's re he's rejiggering the, the, the origins of the Fantastic Four. Mm. And... It's amazing. Yeah. But this is like the Spider-Man life story that Zdarsky did that where it's like They're the going Fantastic Four and then they go forward. And Yes. But I will still say that there are certain things in this that are so clever that I hope they use them to retcon things in the future. Hmm. Um, the fact that the Fantastic Four was basically named by John Kennedy. Oh. The, the idea that he was like, it was part of a speech. And so he coins the term in a speech as kind of like a, listen, you know, the fantastic four, if you will, of, uh, you know, whatever. And it's like, nice. fuck, that's <laughs> the only way this makes sense. And then the media starts calling him Mr. Fantastic. And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> you can call me that. That's fucking weird, but yeah. that's fine. Uh, genius. Yeah. So clever. The way that they introduce Galactus is so clever. It, he also looks really cool. He looks really cool. Yeah, the thing about it, it's brilliant. like it's like New Frontier. Darwin Cook's New Frontier. It's like when you actually like go back and think about mm-hmm. when the concepts came out and then place them in that yeah. timetable. Oh, yeah. Like it, it makes it work in a way that you forget that it doesn't. You, you've you've tricked yourself into not remembering that it's like it's that's what it was like right you know that's it's it's a product of its time and uh and it's like that kind of thing that comics get stuck with like monthly batman comics where it's just like you know it never really progresses right so these kind of books end up being really cool uh on that level and mark russell understands that time period so well as we know from past stuff that he's written it's it's just it there's there's so much stuff there's a there i mean as always with everything he writes there's always at least one like nugget of dialogue that is so genius that it feels like he's quoting someone who should have been writing high literature (laughs) it feels like he's pulling a shakespearean quote or he's pulling some other thing there's a little conversation that uh that uh mr fantastic has on a like a talk show where he's talking about alien encounters and whether whether we're alone in the universe and blah 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 and societies and he drops just this most the most beautiful line of dialogue there i i would mangle it if i tried to remember it but it's genius (laughs) fucking genius cool um we got far cry rite of passage number one nice one of one of them their video game books uh flash number 770 here's an interesting book i am kind of totally on board with flash again which is really nice because i'm a this was one of my favorite books for a long time and it just was so in abominably awful for so long that now that it's like interesting again i'm like oh that's that's cool basically what's going on is that wally west is like um he's like time hopping and he's like kind of jumping into uh, like the like different time periods in different people's bodies, and this one he is inhabiting Jay Garrick, the Golden Age Flash, during World War II, and so it's like you actually get a Jay Garrick story that's set during World War II, and it involves uh, Hitler and the Spear of Destiny and all that All Star Squadrony fucking bullshit, great 
stuff that you know it's i don't know it's 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 really it looks really cool and then there's the last page is awesome and i cannot wait yeah, for the next I issue i am very excited for the next issue of yeah. flash that's, yeah especially if kevin mcguire draws it yes correct <laughs> uh okay uh ghost rider the complete robbie rees is out Ooh. which is great read i those first six issues from trad Moore are some of my favorite comics yep love it great design great stuff just great everything honestly nice. as far as i'm concerned yeah. um godzilla monsters and protectors number two is out uh the harley quinn and poison ivy trade paperback is out we got heroes reborn number three which i adored oh. i thought this was an incredible issue it's all speedsters and <laughs> it just does so many clever things and so much fun stuff and this this is the final this is the first uh basically oh by the way this ties into the avengers comic so mm. if you were reading the avengers this is basically the avengers stopped and this shit just started happening yeah 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 and so it it brings in a character who i hope they never get rid of i hope she never loses what they've done with her holy shit just best design best look love it is it the, the it's echo it's echo as oh. the phoenix oh okay fuck echo is the phoenix is like one of the best looking new characters i've seen it's just it's a it is classic i don't know why i don't know how they did i don't know where they thought of like turning her into this but man she just is like that is that is the look <laughs> for me um, sounds cool. I, it sounds so cool that, in fact, I just got up and went and grabbed a copy to flip through while we're talking. It's, it's so good. Because <laughs> I didn't look um, at it. Home number two is out. And Homesick Pilots trade paperback Ooh. volume one is out. Is which, cool. if you've heard us uh, gushing over this, you should definitely read it. It is well worth your time. It is a very fun book. It's just it's it's just a really interesting concept that's really well executed. Yeah. Yeah. Like a rock and roll ghost story. Yeah. Um, with like very modern uh, sensibility, like in terms of the type of music that it's kind of, uh, and I, I yeah. don't want to like oh, yeah. not do it justice, but I think that this is going to be a great trade. If you're mm -hmm. just looking for like a solid, I like agree. trades worth of reading, I think homesick pilots is a, is a, and good it's a $10 trade. Too, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. absolutely. So that's, that's just a, it's you cannot go yeah, wrong. Absolutely. Can't go wrong. Uh, I walk with monsters. Number six is out. Uh, Immortal Hulk Time of Monsters is out. I do not know why the speculators aren't like destroying this issue. What is going on? This is a very, huh. it has a very interesting character introduction in it that yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think we'd ever seen before, but it's, I mean, it's it, not much of a spoiler to explain that it is essentially the prehistoric embodiment of the Hulk in his first form. Yeah. And then there's a second story that's entirely illustrated by oh Kevin Nowlin, which is like so good. Fucking insane. It's yeah. This is so and, good. And also these immortal Hulk specials have typically been written by other writers. Yes. Like you had that really good. They've been really good. The Declan Shalvey one was amazing. Oh, um, yeah. But this one is actually written by Al Ewing, the regular series writer. Yep. So if you're following immortal Hulk, which I think most of our listeners, I think so too. Are, yeah. Um, based on the comments on our, occasionally yeah, I the think thing i occasionally post on almost <laughs> on almost everybody is it's, yeah. it's just i mean it's such a good book Definitely why would you not why would you not follow that book um yeah so this 
like we say, there is there's a very interesting character introduced here, and uh, and the backup is just just perfect. Yeah, it's it's Nolan, but it's um oh I can't remember now, but it's like there's the, there's a really cool character that he the scarecrow the scarecrow yeah yeah the Marvel scarecrow and he, and he yeah. yeah which is basically exactly the it's same exactly as the, DC the same scarecrow. as the DC scarecrow. Uh, we got a second printing of Joker number two, which of course sold out because it has the first appearance of Bane's daughter. In. Oh, that's why. Uh, and, and she's on the cover she's of on the, the second cover printing. of this one. Um, I'm surprised they didn't call her Lady Bane because that's what comic books do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bayonet. Uh, bayonet. Ooh. <laughs> Something like that. Bane gal. <laughs> that's the worst. That is the worst. That, I think that would be the most offensive and horrible thing they could call her. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad that, that she's just sort of like, I think she's just Bane. Yeah. Honestly. Well, Bane I mean, got killed. Bane is dead in this so this we don't even know if this is an alternate universe i mean dc I is so dc is all about alternate universes now so who knows it's interesting to me that dc is currently all about like bringing like everybody is alive again kind of like there's this sensibility of like anyone who died in the past mm-hmm. has the potential of returning yes. but then also like they killed bane like right away it's <laughs> <laughs> just like okay I right. mean, listen, I'm down with that. I fucking hate Bane. But yeah, I'm not a huge Bane I, fan I mean, myself. I hate Bane in the Batman context. Bane, to me, was perfected by Gail Simone in Secret Six. Yeah. And that is the character I want. And I'm yeah. like, and ever since then, they like, they're like, okay, oh, we made this perfect version of this character. Now we're going to go back to the old, boring, stupid version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing when like you get a character like for me, uh, and this is a probably a little obscure but like uh pied piper in the mark oh wade flash God. and how awesome he was he and then was now every perfect. time he appears he's just like a loser like and oh is just, that true i mean i haven't seen i don't know any. i haven't read a comic that felt like it was that character and a lot of the same thing is true for the like the ostrander uh suicide squad stuff yeah, like yep. when those characters appear like that went through like all this character development in like you know multiple years worth of comics, and then you know they show up and it's just like oh they're just like they were in the Silver Age. It's like eh, really okay yeah. fine. Yep. Um, well, you know what's great? What? Well, Jonah and the Unpossible Monsters number three. Yeah, that is great. It is great. I agree. Uh, and another thing that is great would be Justice League number sixty one. Mm. It is actually, I would say, this is the greatest of the current run. Uh, it's been increasing, and this one I thought yeah, looked really, I really think, cool. Yeah, I think this is, I think this run is fixing the Justice League. Nice. This, like, I want to read this Justice League comic. I'm interested in what's happening in this story. It feels like the Justice League, like they're, the, the interaction between the characters works. And I feel like it hasn't worked for a long time because uh, like Scott Snyder, when he was doing it, he was so obsessed with the giant multiversal angle of the Justice League and all of the like the he was obsessed with the giant version that he just completely ignored how the characters work together, where literally if you covered up the panel and you saw who was talking, you did not know who was who. Hmm. In a lot of those comics, yeah. there were a lot of times that Batman sounded like everyone else, which is, yeah. I mean, you, he needs a very, like, if Batman and Superman sound like the same character, you're doing something wrong. And I feel like his version, that was definitely the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I can't, I can't argue. Uh, the other thing that I would, I would liken this version of Justice League to like the, 
the version of Justice League. And it, it makes sense when you think about like Bendis and like what he was reading as a fan before he yeah. was a professional. And like it's that 70s, late 70s, early 80s Justice League where they were the satellite era. I think it's kind of like really referred to as now. But like where like basically I think it was Jerry Conway who was the writer and he was like, I have this huge cast and it includes by nature, like Superman and Batman and yeah. whatever. But like, I wanted to like make it be, um, I wanted to make it more character driven. And so it became more focused on the like ancillary, like firestorm and yes. And well, that's what you want. Yeah. So that's what Bendis seems to be doing where it's like Superman's there, Batman's there, but like you're really getting a lot of hot girl and green arrow and he brought Naomi in and like, it's just, it feels uh, like there's a heart to like a, yeah. not a, a heart, but like a, well, I mean, honestly, personality, yes, there to is it. a heart yeah, to yeah. it. And, and there's all, that pop there. That was and, awful. And there's also a thing about like, I don't know. I mean, just the fact that he clearly likes the right things about the characters, yeah. and and I just seeing wish the was better. Oh, the, but, but he's not the villain. I mean, he's he is a he's very clearly going away. Cool. Like that that character, I I don't think is <laughs> I don't think that, uh, although he's being posed as like the big character, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to last much longer. Yeah. Um, I, I I should say I didn't. I, I hope that's anymore. I hope that's true, but I mean just the fact that he brought uh, Black Canary and Green Arrow yeah. back together again for the team I think is awesome. Well, and they re- and they read like the classic versions yes, of exactly. themselves like. Green Arrow and like the, the interplay in the past issues with Superman and how he was like, yep. oh, yeah, so, you know, like that. There's some some good like moments there where it's like you feel like the personality of these various characters, and then you exactly. also have, you know, whoever you know, Superman, Batman, those the the backbone kind of characters. But yep. it gets like unless it's Morrison, it's like nobody can really write those guys like mm-hmm. as like everyday kind of people you relate to. Agree. Um, Jules Verne Lighthouse number two is out. Uh, we got Justice League Galaxy of Terrors trade paperback. I have no idea what that covers. Yeah, I don't either. What is this? Mm, that's not even going to tell me. I remember pulling it out. Oh, it's but... Simon Spurrier. Hmm. Galaxy of Terrors. can't remember what Simon Spurrier would do. That cover. Oh, you know, he did actually do a run. It was just like a fill-in run. I bet it's that. Hmm. It wasn't bad. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember that now. It's just that they pump out so many different like event things that like interrupt the flow. You don't remember all of these. Well, like, here's little... a great segue. Speaking of things that aren't very good, oh. uh, Legends of the Dark Knight number one. This book sucks. <laughs> um, I don't. It's too I, bad. I hate to. I hate to go all the way negative on it, but it, I. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, it I, is. It didn't appeal to me. It is the most like. If you were reading this in the Silver Age, you'd be like, why is this writing so basic? <laughs> it's it's literally... Ouch. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I mean, Derek Robinson is a... I love his art, but he's not a writer. And it's just... There are so many moments that are... Commissioner Gordon shows up. Oh, no. There's a bad person who's done something. Hey, it's Mr. Freeze. Hi, I'm Mr. Freeze. Be cold <laughs> with my cold gun. Oh, no. The penguin is here, too. Aha. Here I am. I'm the penguin. I do bad things. Oh, no. What's the penguin doing? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he's got an evil fish. Oh, no. But the Joker is here, too. 
I don't also umbrellas give a shit. Yeah, it, it is so. It is to me so basic. When I picked it up, like, and I, I mean, I'm an uh, easy luckily, sell. There's with a no Batman chance book. in hell Derek Robinson would ever listen to this because I feel terrible saying things like this out loud. I, I can't really. But, yeah. Oh I, my god, it is very, very bad. Yeah, I just for me it was like I flipped through it and I and I thought it was just like here's a really good artist who has a a free reign to like just basically pump out like original art that he can sell featuring all of the major characters. I think if this was not direct to digital first, I don't think he would have written it this way is uh, the other thing. And I, I feel like the fact that this was probably, I'm, I'm 99% sure this was a digital first. mm. And I think that's what caused him to write it so poorly. Mm. I think that he was just like trying to write tidbits. So it was like little scenarios as opposed to, and it's written, in its defense, it is written in a Silver Age voice. You know, it really is, uh, you know. For kids. Right. Well, people will definitely cry out, hey, it's the penguin. Wow, oh, no. The, you know, like, whatever. It's the crown prince of crime and his <laughs> wah, cohorts. Wah, wah, What's wah, he wah. doing here? Uh, it's ha, ha, and ha. Get him, boys. Um, yeah. It feels, it feels more like it's drawn in the Neil Adams style but it's written in the Batman, the 66 series style. Mm. So that's all I'll say about yeah. that. It's out. It looks nice. It's not a recommendation. If you me. like Derek Robertson's I mean, art and the Batman, thing. then, you know, that's it is, it is him. And I do really like him. And that's the problem. So uh, Looney Tunes 260. Ooh, it's got It does. <laughs> and whatever that dog's name is. Uh, I don't know the dog's name. Don't either. Uh, Looney Tunes, no, uh, Lumberjanes. Lumber- Lumberjanes uh, is what I meant. Lumbertoons. Lumber. Uh, <laughs> Lumbar. Lumbar support. support. The comic. Uh, it is Lumberjanes Trade Paperback Volume 18. I think I'm having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm no longer uh, CPR certified. Oh, great. Uh, Luna, number four of five, is out. Uh, and Many Deaths of Layla Star, number two of five. That is Rem V's indie book. Yeah, I get it. I'm, I, I'm, I haven't read it, but I'm going to read one and two together, and then I'll have more to say next time the next issue comes out. Because I enough. think this looks really good. All right, uh, Meta Baron's first cycle graphic novel. Oh. This thing's been out of print for a while. I think. I, I mean, and it certainly hasn't been available in softcover. Mm, yeah, I, I remember trying like to order book. this a lot, yeah. and only being able to get second cycle. So. Hmm. Uh, so I think it has been a long time since you've been able to get it. Mighty Valkyries number two of five is out. Damn it. I didn't read this and I loved that first issue. Like nice. loved, loved that first issue. So I, I liked the part that had the Tessa Thompson version, but I didn't like the first story. Enough. I liked both of them. Nice. Um, Minky Woodcock girl who electrified Tesla. Number two. Oh, we also have the Monsters reaction figures. Ooh, these are cool. They are really cool. And what's funny about them is that, like, I saw close-ups of what they took as product photos for each of them. And I saw the Lily, and she's, like, goofy-eyed and, like, one <laughs> eye's in the wrong place. And then I looked at the figure, and it looks great. Like, the figure looks great in the package, and it is great. And, like, their, their product version looks terrible. So don't listen to what they're terrible photos say don't these go by act- previews yeah these guys actually look way better than the previews version i thought they look good yeah so we got uh, grandpa herman and lily and uh the the one that i really want is i i really want an eddie but you know oh i want cousin it 
that would that would be an Adams family, but <laughs> Oh shoot. No, wait. Also good. No, wait, what's the hand? Isn't he from the Munsters? <laughs> also from the Adams family. Jesus, I'm bad. Okay. I'm sorry. This is why I don't co host the the horror podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is it. <laughs> okay. My little pony. Friendship is magic, number ninety seven. Uh, and Nightwing number 80 I'm sorry to anybody who had a hard time buying this I think we had an inventory malfunction on the website if you uh, if you didn't get a copy of this and thought that it sold out it did not necessarily sell out we just screwed something up so I, I changed it back and there are now copies available on the website cool. also it I ordered so more good. because I thought there were gonna, there's going to be more need for it because uh, there was a misunderstanding, so we'll have an extra <laughs> few copies later on. Hey, buy one, get one, half <laughs> off. I'm just going to talk like Charles Bronson for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no dice. No dice. Uh, orcs, number four. I love orcs. And I mean, in this comic, not orcs <laughs> in general. <laughs> I, I do. Although, actually, you know what? I do love orcs in general. I like all the orcs comics. I like orc stain. Oh, that's true. I like uh, the Lord of the Rings orcs. <laughs> They're clever and 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 whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they're not clever at all. They're dumb. They're dumb. They're dumb. They're dumb, and they have big big clubs. But they do love to eat people. But I love that this is called orcs with an exclamation point. <laughs> like when I it's love like doing it's the be a vi- musical. Yeah, I love doing the the video the video for the Instagram, and I always get orcs because it's like it's Every- just it's orcs. Everything that everything that's just a word with an exclamation point to me is the same as Oliver. So I just assume that it's like the musical version of whatever it is. So orcs always seems like a musical to me. Nice. Um, Did I ever tell you the story about how I got uh, almost kicked out of a production of Oliver for gambling on stage while the production was on? No. I was playing poker with like the extras that were also like we were the like the orphans. And I was like. I had this great idea that it would be really in character for the character for the the orphans of Oliver to be playing cards, and then we were actually playing for real money, and then they were not. They didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that lady didn't. That 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 theater director, uh, who shall remain nameless, w- did not like me. Very she much. don't know. She nothing. also years later actually kicked me out of drama club in high school for eating chips too loud. Nice. Yeah, I mean, basically, she didn't like me because, like, you know, come on, <laughs> eating chips too loud. <sighs> come on. How do you how do you eat chips too loud? I mean, I don't know. I was eating ruffles. That's all I can. Oh, tell they you. they do have ridges. They have ridges. <laughs> I think the ridges amplified the sound. You uh, were you were eating them into a microphone like that, uh, like that song, like that Bootsy Collins recording. On, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Was that? I wish I got kicked out of drama for acting like Bootsy Collins. Actually, <laughs> that's probably be, be embarrassing now. It might be. It depends on how cool your getting ready to dog somebody, Baba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Power Man and Iron Fist epic collection. I'm glad I didn't uh, say Power Fist and Iron Man. That is um, definitely good. This collection looks awesome. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is some of the really fun classic stuff. This is uh, 50 yeah. through 70. So it's like, or 49 through 70, actually. I think some John Byrne in here. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think at least the first one was because I flipped. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely Claremont, Byrne uh, and uh, and Duffy. So I don't I didn't know that he was right. Dwayne Duffy? No, this would be uh, Joe Duffy. Okay, I was gonna say I, he's I would not, put money on. There's it. no, no, sure. there's no chance in hell he was writing this early. Yeah, no, I saw. Uh, so the the way 
I think, I don't know, this is, it's just an epic collection of early Power Man and Iron Fist, and I think that Byrne only drew, like, a couple, like, maybe even only one, I don't know, because he was the Iron Fist artist, and Mm -hmm. then when they merged the titles, he was the artist on, and he later did, like, a bunch of really cool covers for the series as well, but, yeah. um, anyway, whatever. Yep, good stuff. Uh, Okay, and Radiant Black, number four, is out rain like hammers number five yeah i think this might be the last issue of this and five of five it is amazing like there is some stellar stellar art in this issue uh and i in general really think this is the best thing that brandon graham has done in, in quite a while um i'm a huge king city fan and i think this is like the closest it's pushing up the edge of the greatness that was king city to me i think it's really good well, you know what I'm a fan of? I know the next comic that's in the I'm, stack. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of upsetting insano comics. And <laughs> let me tell you, we got one here. Uh, Red Room by Ed Piscor. This is exactly what I'm looking for in a comic book. It is uh, dark web murders that are being committed by weirdos in bondage and clown gear. Uh, it's This is... This is good stuff. This is real good stuff. This is another one in the series of uh, graphic novel content in a single issue comic uh, for the week. Even called Outlaw Comics. Uh, This is definitely an Outlaw comic. It is is of that that ilk. Man, I love it. Uh, I don't know what more you could ask for in a comic book. Like if you if you are of this genre, this is one of the best things in the genre as far as it's not a horror comic it's more like where like it's that thing that kind of crosses over into horror like uh if you're familiar if anyone out there is familiar with the movie deadbeat at dawn it's it's kind of that kind of version where it's like you've taken the action movie and you've amped it up to the point where it's just horrific like 70s practically snuff film action movies and that's what this is yeah, it's it's wonderful, and the art, of course, is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, it's just so nice to like. I I don't. Um, I loved like the hip hop family tree and stuff, but it's just nice to see him letting loose yeah. on something that isn't like historical, right, exactly. like you know, just like just free form, like. And it, yeah, because it felt like everything he was doing was was. I, I don't want to say a derivative because that's not fair. But it is, you know, he was doing something that was like, here's the Fantastic Four. Here's this, you yeah. know, this thing. It's like, no, let's do. <laughs> yeah, just just go nuts. Just go dude. nuts. And when he goes nuts, it turns out it's it awesome. <laughs> oh, it it truly, truly is nuts. Yeah. Big fan of this book. Nice. Um, Runaways number 36 is out. Cool. Sacred 6 number 9 is out. If you like comic books that have many, many covers for seemingly no reason. I love the more covers, the better. It is. It's obviously improves the quality of the comic. Yes. Gotta um, have them all. Catch them all. <laughs> Unfortunately, these are all gorgeous covers by amazing artists. It's damn it. I hate when they're all amazing covers by gorgeous artists. I just, <laughs> the artists themselves are gorgeous. Yes. And the, <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. That's clearly <laughs> what I meant. Uh, scumbag number eight is a comic book that is out oh i love scumbag i love it this comic looks great um there's a book that i wish i had read uh which is shang chi number one i did not even glimpse at it i flipped through it and it looks really good for like superhero comics like they they don't 
come better looking than this Shang-Chi book, and I definitely bought it, but I have not read it. And it's all, I mean, it's all the Five Weapon Society stuff, so I'm excited about that. It's all its all the kind of, its they're choosing the right stuff to talk about in the book, so I'm yeah. And it's very, like, Marvel Universe-centered, oh, like, yeah, yeah. which is also cool. Um, and and I, I would imagine it'll give you some kind of, like, context for why Shang-Chi is important in the greater Marvel Universe. Uh, but I, I'm just speculating. Exactly. It just looks great. Also, Spider-Man's in it. Also, Spider-Man. Uh, and speaking of Spider-Man, you know what's better than a Spider-Man? A uh, Spider-Ham is the answer oh, to that question. Yeah, that's true. And guess what, everybody? Now your children can be reading a little golden book version <laughs> of Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. Uh, come on, man. Yeah. What more do you want? I wanted to read it so bad, but it's like that golden book, fresh golden book thing where the spine hasn't been cracked. And it's like you can't like I know if I open it, it'll like wreck like no one will buy it because yeah. it won't be like the, the uncracked spine. You know, anyway, so I only like kind of like opened it like an inch and like looked inside. And the only thing that could have made it better would be if it was by the original creative team. That would have but been amazing. It does look very much like the classic Spider Ham and less like the, um, like a weird hybrid of the Spider-Verse Spider-Ham and the classic, like, Star Comics Spider-Ham, like, which I'm all for. Yeah, I I love the I, I love, love the choice of, of the backgrounds and everything. It's it's just it's like it does look like a classic little golden book, but then also they crammed this spider verse spider ham on top of it. Awesome. Uh Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 12 is out. Cool. That is uh The War the, of the Bounty Hunters yes, continuing. That is the continuing the prelude to the War of the Bounty oh my Hunters. God. They haven't even started warring yet. What is going on with these guys? Get it over with, guys. Rad. Um, so, Stillwater by Zadarsky and Perez. We got number seven nice. out this week. And we have the return of a classic uh, indie from the 90s, Strange Attractors from It's Alive. Hmm. Uh, and they've got amazing covers for these. Yeah. Uh, the Terry Wood cover is particularly impressive. Yeah, that's the one that looks like Strangers in Paradise, yep, kind that's of. that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought these did look good, and in a week where there were less comics that I was wanting to buy, I probably would have taken a this tumble was on a this. It looks pretty bad classic-y. week to release an indie book. Yeah, for sure. Holy shit! The like, yep. just you I know, agree. if you bought every good indie book that came out this week, you'd be in the hole by forty bucks just with yeah. that alone. Yeah, totally. Um, so Stray Dogs number four. I I really like this book. Yeah, I think it's really good. I especially love the demons alternate cover that they chose holy <laughs> yeah. shit yeah that all is, the alternate covers on these have been like classic movie poster images right pretty good yeah. like they've all been horror movies and they've been like okay that's cool okay yeah okay it looks like silence of the lambs whatever this fucking demons cover <laughs> that gets me that was beautiful yeah it is like it got an it got an honest laugh out of me where the demons are replaced by like a poodle in the front of the lineup and everything. It's just it's it's funny. Yeah, it's and, and I gotta say, like not even knowing the original source of it, like that was the cover I chose. I thought yeah. that was the good the best cover of it the, is, of the two. It is that. good stuff. Book. Definitely the best shot in that movie too. <laughs> a movie that 
has some mixed stuff in it. Uh, that that scene of them coming down the hallway in the theater and they're backlit and their eyes are glowing. Pretty gorgeous. Hmm. Um, Superman, red and blue, number three of six. This is worth checking out for it, fans of Michael Fiffa and James Stokoe because they have art in it. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But I love it. Um, I do too. I also love the uh, I love the fact that there's a Paul Pope cover. That's pretty cool. And, yeah. And a John Paul Leone cover. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, that, that was sucks. the one I got. What a bummer. Like, I'm sad about him. Of course you are. Also this week, uh, every Transformers <laughs> comic. I was gonna say, what's up with every Transformers comic Jesus coming Christ, out on the same day? Transformers, Transformers, Beast Wars, Transformers Escape, all out this week. Um, I don't know. Hmm. There was probably a glut of them they were like holding up in the pipe and they just shot out it's <laughs> just yep uh, let's see we got trials of ultraman who's excited about the big budget ultraman coming Ooh, am i, I? Didn't know about i am uh yeah That's big budget ultraman movie coming uh they're gonna probably ruin it but i'm yeah. still excited about Is it, it legendary are it, they doing it? If it's legendary, then I'm excited again. But uh, I think it's Marvel Studios. I think huh. that's why Marvel keeps releasing these things. Oh. I think it's either Marvel Studios or Disney or some sort of okay. connection between those. Hmm. I'm I'm interested to see it. Yeah, sure. Um, Truth and Justice. The A cover is a Rob Guillory cover. The so entire that's comic is drawn by Rob Guillory. What are you saying? I'm saying that the entire comic book is drawn by Rob Guillory, and are I almost you kidding me. This is another one that, like, if it wasn't this week, I would have absolutely. It's, so it's a Red Hood story, but it has all of the sidekicks, uh, the Batman sidekicks. God damn it! I need to go back and read this. Entirely, the entire thing is drawn by Rob Guillory. Rob Guillory, and it's great. It one looks of the best. Awesome. His Nightwing is awesome <laughs> <laughs> i mean this cover is great yeah yeah i yeah yeah shit. i actually really like this i think this is another digital first thing that mm-hmm. like is, is oh yeah now, is. like coming out as a but uh i i like i've i, I there's been good stuff yeah this series you know what's good stuff i do know and it you is do. ultra mega isn't it it is indeed <laughs> ultra mega uh, i had spoilers because i'm looking at the shelf um yeah this book is obviously one of the best books to come out in forever but also (laughs) so i started reading this issue and i was like this is the one where it started to lose me and then i got about halfway through and you saw the first appearance of crab fist (laughs) i mean that was part of it but then i've been waiting the whole podcast to make that joke it came back it came back i was like this is so good i oh my god so this issue essentially we've gone from one of the one of the most spectacular things about this book is that it started with the big massive kaijus and massive ultraman style fighters the ultra 7 kind of fighters duking it out in a massive arena the last defender of earth dies and then everything shrinks down to regular street level people existing in this world of kaiju and it's more about the like street kids and little like warlords of neighborhoods and like an overall evil force. That's like a Zegra. If you're a real Kaiju fan, like a kind of a behind the scenes monster that controls the big monsters. I it's (laughs) also just the, the design of the, 
co- the costume for the main kid the 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 like where it's like this huge head but then his little head is like well, yes. his normal size head is like inside it and it's just like well that's that is to humiliate them because they're being taken to their death uh but it's so good yes that is it's so good it looks like invader zim like uh. it looks like <laughs> some of this really has a very invader zim quality to it they've taken all of these kids who've been captured and they've put them into this gladiatorial arena that looks like kaiju big battle it's a bunch of <laughs> fake buildings that make them look like they're full-sized kaiju and then they release these normal-sized monsters that are just basically there to murder them in interesting ways and that's the whole point is that they're beyond outmatched and wackiness ensues uh it's it's There's so much disgusting and amazing and i love it wonderful. i i i i love james heron like honestly i love james heron artwork more than any other artist currently making comics yeah like that is i can easily say that like i i love it yeah so much and this but i love this story too yeah it's great i think that's what's important because i i also made the mistake of it's like reading the fucking comments on twitter or instagram or something like i did it i went to the back and i read the first letter that was in it and it was like yeah it's uh, your origins are a little, you know, redundant. You know, we've seen this in so many things. And, you know, you're a first time writer. So I guess we're going to have to cut you some slack on it. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> this book is original. It's genius. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I legitimately wanted to slap the crap out of that guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like the personally, I like the letter that says, I have two words in response to Ultra Mega number one, holy and fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the I kind agree. of letter writer that's, I agree with. That's exactly, I absolutely agree with that synopsis. Uh, so, yes, that's all we need to really say about that. It is, you should read it, period. Mm. Yep. Um, Vampirella. She's uh, vengeancing this time. and She's, uh, she's got her a, fill of vengeance. Yep. We got Vietnam Horror, number three, from Behemoth. We've got Walking Dead Deluxe, number 15, coming out. Nice. Way of X, number two. I didn't even remember to look I at this. I didn't look at it either. And I, Sorry, I, I was actually very excited to read it because I was... I was oddly on the fence about the first issue where I liked a lot of the concepts and I just wanted to know where it was going to go mm. and so I haven't read it but like I said I've been reading every X-Men comic yeah, so yeah. I've, I've, made, I've made this promise to myself to read every goddamn book that's coming out so I'll mm. get there um, we've got uh, we only find them when they're dead number six out this would be the first issue of the next arc I did not crack the cover because I uh, want to be surprised by it and or truly just like spend time with it and read it because I liked where the essentially where the first trade ended, which was last issue. Yes, uh, we got Wolverine number twelve. Oh, some kind of new character. Some kind of new character. Never heard of this Wolverine. Before. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> all cool. all that matters is that it's more Dracula stuff and it's like fun Dracula stuff. I nice. I love this. Cool. Um, Young Justice book two growing up. That's a that's a thing that's out. Yeah, and we, that's and not the I'm, Young Justice. It's the Young Justice cartoon yes. ad- adaptation in comics. 
Correct. Kind of. But it's not adapting the cartoon. It's just like no, it's its own those thing. characters. Yep. Those versions. And last but absolutely not least is nope. what I have to say. I mean, again, Ed Piscor and indie amazingness aside, the best book of this week without any question in my mind is Wonder Girl number one. <laughs> holy, 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 holy. <laughs> I, I Like, I've never read anything like this before. This is like the best Wonder Woman that I've read and the best Fables comic that I've read hmm. and the Fables art style done perfectly. Like it's the same it's the same feeling I got reading Fables when they would do all of the amazing filigree and they'd go out of their way to do the illuminated manuscript stuff. She does this thing with illuminated manuscript at the beginning of each sort of pseudo chapter yeah, where not only is there a beautiful illumination of the first, first letter and everything going into the title, there's also a single panel that is like would be blown up would be the best splash page you'd seen in any comic this week, but it's a panel. It's just its own panel. Yeah. She is next level. uh, This is, yeah, this she's is a perfect comic. Really, really good. Period. Uh, perfect. Yeah, there's I, a great like double page splash too. That's like just really cool. Like, um, uh, there's there's so much in this. That's and I, I'm at the flip through it level. Like, yeah, but uh, but it looks really really good. And I loved the future state. Yeah, stuff, and so. it's and it's also funny to me because some of the things that I'd had as criticisms of her art before. Uh, and not even her art uh, criticisms I'd had of her storytelling style as it relates to her art. It felt like she was always letting story go for in favor of beautiful splash pages. Hmm. Like it just felt like, you know, that Supergirl book or whatever else she did where it was just like, God, these pages are so beautiful, but I don't know where they're going. You know, I don't know what's yeah. the, what's the point of all this. Sometimes I would get kind of lost and it, it's like you're you enjoy the art, but the story doesn't flow. This story flows so perfectly. Like prior to this, I would never have known that she was capable of a book like this. Uh, even even Catwoman. It was like it was good and I very much liked it. But it was like it, it certainly was not this like the, again, perfect. Mm. It is great. You know, honestly, I don't really love the cover is really the only thing. And it's a nice cover. I just actually, I don't know. There's just something about it it that. I think it's a fun, iconic cover. I think the coloring does bother me a bit. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it is. I just, I wish that there was like, I don't, anyway, whatever. It's pointless to say something negative about it because it's so good. Yeah, but it is, it is weird. I think, I think it's an interesting choice to, to do the title so non-dynamically yeah it's like translucent yeah yeah it's it's almost like they thought they were going to do a treatment to it and it never got put on Hmm. i i've never seen anybody be like here's the first issue and like she's dynamically screaming on the cover you got like that cool background and then like the pop of like the hot like color of the like the foreground figure and then this like the logo is just like it it, i don't know there's something about it that doesn't work for me but that said everything else literally everything else about the yeah. book works for me so I, I i cannot possibly say enough good things about this book um and it is going to be it's this is the start of a 
phenomenal career for her. I mean, I think Catwoman was obviously a big deal, but this is this is different. Yeah. This is different. Yeah. Uh, and well, so, in Future State, obviously, that version of Wonder Woman was such a hit, and they're going to do a TV show of it yep. or something. And I don't, is it an animated show or something? I read. I remember reading about I, it. I I've seen it. something about it. I don't know what's yeah, going on. Something. This this version of the character is going to have some kind of television, some yeah. you know, show presence. Yep. So, it's yeah. good stuff. Cool. So get those first appearances while you can. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Get that. I don't think I don't think the the Wonder Woman Future State is her first appearance. I think her first appearance is Dark Knight's Death Metal number seven. Oh, I believe. Nice. I can't wait to sell that for so much money. So much it. money. Um, that was not a great issue. So no, I Dark Knight's Death Metal I, wasn't very. If good. I had it, I would sell it because it wasn't. It honestly, well, I thought the first parts were fun. I just thought that when it started getting serious, it started getting boring for me. It oh, lost. It yeah. lost me when it started having to try to tell a story, and I was like, "Oh, story yeah. is dumb. Just make more fucking monster truck Batman's." Yeah, I felt like it had moments that were good, but as a as a series and as a story, the thing that. It was just like a thing where it's like clearly the the point of it was the end of it. And so like what happened right. before the end kind of didn't matter. Like sort of. The but it also allows him to make monster truck Batmans and T-Rex Exactly. Batmans. But in this in a, in a way that like Flashpoint, the point of Flashpoint was the end of Flashpoint. Flashpoint was still good. Oh, God, it was. You know, so like Dark Knight's death metal was like it was weird because it was like Capullo. I loved the Snyder Capullo Batman run. So it's not like like they're both awesome, you know, like yeah. and just yep. to to have them yeah, yeah. do this like, you know, I was just kind of like whatever. Ooh, also, we still have that Flashpoint uh, omnibus. Oh yeah, nice. So, if you want it, it's still here and it's still so expensive that <laughs> uh you could buy new tires for your car instead. Uh, speaking uh, of, <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that. Ooh. I'm still riding on winter tires Ooh. from last year. I'm still riding on all-season tires. Ooh, look at you, fancy boy. Because I'm a fancy boy. <laughs> With your 420 license plate. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I like marijuana. Yeah, That's I love I that the least stonery person I know is, has the 420 license plate. When I got that, I was so obnoxiously straight-edge when that was handed to me. I was like the most like in-your-face <laughs> asshole straight-edge guy that you could have ever met. Like, And, yeah, it was... It, you know, I think it was to humble me. I think the universe was like, <laughs> listen, fuck that guy. God, calm the hell down. Have a beer, stupid. Nice. And I was like, oh, yeah, I probably should calm down. <laughs> really, really obnoxious. <laughs> also, Gorilla Biscuits isn't really that great a band. <laughs> uh, actually, they are. I lied. They are a great band. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening, Gorilla Biscuits, we love you. I'm so actually, sorry. I don't and think I've ever listened. That to second Civ record does suck, though. The first one's great. Oh. Um, anyway, if you were talking about Guar. I know what you're talking about. Uh, America must be destroyed. <laughs> Both the Guar album and the concept. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I prefer for concepts this toilet this earth. Toilet earth. <laughs> but you know, as far as uh, as far as albums. Uh, it's uh let's face it scum dogs is the scum best dogs yeah. of course scum I mean, dogs is the best come one. on i mean yeah. yeah you know what you know what's really good that first record uh hello i uh, know the one before that. oh i've never i didn't realize there was one before hello there's a there's a guar record when they were called something else i can't even remember now fuck huh i've forgotten the name of the band but they were a band prior to guar and they had an ep that was really fun nice and uh yeah i really like that but i mean scum dogs obviously yeah 
You can't beat scum dogs. Oh man, if seventeen. And honestly, America must be destroyed is pretty fun because of all the all the horns. I mean, I just and I love the album title, "This Toilet Earth," even though like I don't have any conception of whether the album is good (laughs) or not because I think I maybe haven't heard it since it came out. Yeah, yeah, it's funny the Guar. They have one album that was too metal for me that like got to the point where they weren't funny anymore. Oh. And they felt like they were like really trying to be a straight up metal band that just looked like monsters. And I was like, oh, that's sad. And then they released like three albums after that that were like, huh. it was called War Party, I think. Um, and that was the one that I was like, hmm. I don't know. I don't think I'm into this. Hey, as long as we're talking about heavy metal, uh, I got this week at the Goodwill for very cheap the CD of the heavy metal movie soundtrack. Oh, like heavy the, metal. Yeah, the, heavy oh, metal. The yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like the it, with like wow. fucking cheap trick and yeah. Donald Fagan and Mob Rules and Devo for some reason. Such a such a great collection of heavy metal artists that I we know. all know for their heavy for their, metal shenanigans. Such as working in a coal mine by <laughs> Devo. Like yeah, and Donald and and like the guy from fucking Steely Dan. Like he has a song on there. Uh, oh, my favorite metal band, Steely Dan. Yes, I don't know. Either way, it's actually oh. really fun to listen to. And uh, the cheap yeah. trick song. What? There's two cheap oh, trick songs on cheap there, trick. but the, the first cheap song, cheap trick song on there is really good. And I was listening to it really loud in traffic when I was stopped, and people were looking at me, and I was like, "You can look. I'm mm. listening to cheap trick. Don't give a shit." <laughs> yes, I. It's summer, of, bitch. It's summer, bitch. Time to listen to cheap trick. <laughs> I threw Dream Police on one of the most recent store mixes that and it just kept coming around. And I nice. was like, oh, this is great. What a great album. Yeah. I actually, it, it, this, it is lit a fire under me. My, my nephew and I were talking about Sabbath recently. So when I saw that and it had mob rules on it, I was like, I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. I haven't ever listened to this. It has Devo on it too. Cool. Yep. It can't. Like even just for those two songs, I'll listen to those songs. Oh yeah. boy. Anyway, whatever. You know what? Speaking of Sabbath, you know what really pisses people off? That, that <laughs> fucking record right after Dio left. Holy shit! I uh, I made a parody of that for our most recent uh, Funbox Monster podcast. Ooh. The image that's on our on our <laughs> on our Instagram huh. is just it's born again because the movie was the unborn, and I was doing fucking record parodies. So I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, whatever. Uh, man, people hate that. Interesting. You know, like I, I don't. What? I everybody hates that record. Everybody says it's a piece of shit, but it's I not. Think it's pretty good. Yeah, the thing that w- it's the guy from fucking from deep purple yeah he's yeah. an amazing singer and he's on like a bunch of albums and 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 there's only there's one where he like actually my nephew and i have been talking about this and he's like deep dove into the, <laughs> the whole sabbath thing but apparently like even up through like headless cross like some of the post dio stuff is actually not that bad Ooh. um Ooh. he said he, headless cross is bad but like before that headless cross is bad when it's uh what is it what's the what do they call the band isn't it called Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. Well, yeah, because they're like basically that. all just Tony Iommi solo albums that he just continued to call Black Sabbath yeah. because his record label made him. It wasn't even like Tony Iommi is actually fucking cool. Yeah, he is. Like if you listen to like like uh like I don't know, he's really cool. And he's then missing uh, two fingers. Yeah, yeah. And the story of that is like really crazy. <laughs> Like he was like, it was before Sabbath and he was like going to be like a musician and he was like, he got like a job like playing and and then he cut his fingers off and he got like really depressed and he was like not going to do music anymore. And he was like, and then one of his friends was like kind of coaxed him out. And then like, that was where Sabbath like kind of like came from. I'm paraphrasing a little bit because it was told to me, but, um, 
But the one thing that I discovered was the Heaven and Hell album. That's yes. not Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell, but that they reunited with Dio oh, yeah, yeah. for an album, yeah. and they couldn't. They didn't because there was a currently running Aussie reunion. Yes, they couldn't call it Sabbath, so they, they called, called it Heaven, and, Heaven hell. and Hell. And the album is actually really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's only one bad Dio album that I know of, and you can't even find it anymore. So. Oh. It's, what is it? Uh, it was when industrial music got big. Ooh. There is an industrial album that Dio released, and I can't remember the name of it. But it's called like it's called like Mechanical Dragons or something. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> Which <laughs> it might be a little on the nose. It might not actually be that. <laughs> that might be what it should have been called. Yeah, yeah. It but, should have been a concept album about Mechanical Dragons, and then it would have been. Amazing. Then it would have been amazing. I totally would have listened to that. But either way, yeah. All you need to take from this is that there's a bunch of fucking amazing comics, so you should spend a shit ton of money this week on all of these amazing indies. Absolutely get Wonder Girl. Spider-Man's better. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, Nightwing. Nightwing is incredible. Very cool. The new new Hulk book is, like, super important to the history of the Hulk. Yeah. Like, rewriting his origins and everything. Yeah. there's a lot of good stuff yeah, this there's, week. There's a lot of really so good do stuff. that, and I'll post the video so you can look at all the pictures of the covers. And also, listen to Dio. Yes. that's the other thing I'll say. It should be done. Yep, the, always. Uh, I will Dio. be done. I'll yeah. be listening to Dio when I leave. That's a great idea. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. See you next week.